Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender, me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. There are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Welcome to Newsworthy. How woke is too woke? California pushing the limits. Next. Hey, Jerry, hit the yeah. music. have scoured the podcast world, you have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry, two words and two question marks. <laughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Jerry. How are you? Doing great and getting better. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. You Welcome to like everybody you. that's here. Double, Milton, Mochi, we're glad to have you guys here. So my dogs right now are having outside. So we just had a fire truck go past. And my dog, Eddie, who we're going to be talking about in just a little while, has this thing. She is the first dog I've ever owned that wails with the, with the fire department. It is the funniest thing because she is certainly... Not a hound dog, but she tries. <laughs> she thinks they're singing and she wants to join in. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a, <laughs> and maybe some dog whisperer out there will know, but I don't know if it's a, a thing where uh, it hurts her ears and that's how she lets it know, or if it's, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if that's some genetic thing that has been passed down. I don't think it's hurtful that I've ever heard. I could very well be wrong, but I, I think it's related to, I'm sure you've seen the videos of people who have dogs that whenever they hear music, they try to join in. They try to sing. Yeah. So it's my, I'm guessing that she's just trying to join in the song. Well, they are absolutely losing their mind out there. And I apologize, but it's, but it is. But it is. The motorcycles across the street. So, usually in this very spot, Jerry, I talk about what today is, right? Okay. Yes, you do. Well, I'm not doing that today, except to say that today is very special, very special to me, because today is Eddie Spaghetti's.
family members. Um, and Eddie was just so sly and cool. And But she is at least as neurotic as Harold. Maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I was getting ready to ask, how does she compare to Harold? Harold um, was your previous dog. Your dog. Yeah. That's man. family dog. Your dog. Yeah, Harold was... Harold was... <laughs> She is very Harold-like, <laughs> almost to she's beyond Harold in some some ways. Like Harold would not go on the front porch if you wanted him to go on the front porch, you had to carry him. That was not his spot. His spot was in the house and out out back. Um, Eddie's the same way. Eddie Harold would let you put a leash on him. Eddie sees a leash and runs for the hills. She's not about that business. Um, yeah, Harold, uh, Harold had his little old man face. Um, but Eddie's different in a lot of other ways. She's a big fluff ball, which I'm not used to. and It's just a lot of fun. I, I just, you know, they do become members of your family. Sure. And the last year has been amazing with Eddie. So even though they ever, every single Wednesday when we go live on our podcast, it is, listen, here it goes. She's going to do it. <laughs> there, there's, Every time, every Wednesday, something happens, and the dogs got to get in part of the podcast. And I apologize for that, but I, I love my dog. So, how was your week? It was a good week. That's good. Even better after I just discovered. I'm going to mention this since you didn't. What's that? Today is Eat Your Jello Day. <gasps> I love Jello. I didn't make it up. It is wow. Eat Your Jello Day. Did you bring Jello? I didn't even know it was Eat Your Jello Day, or I certainly would have. I, to be honest with you, I didn't even know there was such okay. a thing as Eat Your Jello Day. So there's there's three types of Jello, okay? okay? And I want to see where you fall into this category. Jello, plain. Okay. Do you like it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Check. Jello with fruit in it. Even better. Oh, even really? Better. Absolutely. Now you're out. You're done. You, you no longer get the choice. Um, and then the next one is Jello with the cream stuff that you buy in like the weird little bowl. No. That's amazing. No. What? So what? yeah, the only thing worse than that is the Jello at the Chinese restaurants at the Chinese buffet. That I don't know what the hell they put in there to make it tough. It's oh yeah, you need yeah. a freaking chainsaw to cut it. <laughs> but it's, it is tough. It has to do with the water temperature. They don't, they don't oh, really, yeah. That's what makes jello. You can make that at home if it's the wrong, uh, wrong, sp- not sp- uh, speed, the wrong temperature. If you don't get it hot enough, or the dish that you're putting in is too hot or too cold, that'll make that happen. Never had that happen in my life. Yeah, well, I don't make jello because I never can't not do that. How many negatives were in that sentence, by the way? <laughs> um, I've never made jello without that happening. Really? So, yeah, I suck at it. You know, we all have our gifts. And Just our... boil some water and put the gelatin in and mix it well, until it's dissolved. I'll and... it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never tried to do anything. I've never had it happen, so I've never tried to do anything to avoid it. But I love jello. Yeah, Always I do too. But I do love it with fruit. No, man. Fruit. See, I don't. I like my fruit. Just fruit. I'll take my fruit with or without jello. Yeah. Either way is fine with me. Anywho, anywho, we got we 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 actually have a show this week. How about that? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, not that that's unusual. We we 
the one thing that we have managed to do since we started our podcast over a year ago is be very consistent. Um, we may have we may have been a little late getting on live or 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 something because of a technical issue. Pre-record one or two, but we've always been able to do it. So um, and our numbers, you know, reflect that. I think that as someone who's going to be successful, you know, or we were. First of all, we are far beyond anywhere we thought we'd be after a year. But um, if you're going to be successful, and who knows what that looks like for each person, but you have to be consistent. Um, Very true. In my opinion. Anyway. Oh, I forgot to tell you something when you asked how my week was. It was very good, like I said, Uh, except for one thing. Oh, no. I did find out that. Yeah, I know. Exactly. (laughs) I did find out this week that life is like a box of chocolate. It is. Did you know that? It, it, it is. It really is. Wow. It doesn't last as long for fat people. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my that was good. Okay, you got Just me. Just saying. That was good. <laughs> well, my goodness. I don't even Boy, have a she, good one today. She hears the fire truck. She doesn't stop for a while, does she? No. She's no. still going. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's Ramona because Ramona's being dry on the oh, field. Okay. Yeah. Eddie, you never hear Eddie unless the fire truck's going. And she did that. She tr- She sounds just like the fire truck, except it's just lower. Gotcha. Yeah. She'll do the whole. <laughs> Crazy. So, Jerry, if people would like um, to maybe get a hold of us, tell yeah, us a, a story. couple of ways of doing that. They can email us at newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. And we would also love to hear from them on, their, on our text line, which is area code 540-709-1318. Now, we have been teasing a whole new thing here coming soon. And that's still coming. Um, we we are trying to make uh, the switch as seamless as possible. But time, we've both been working our tail ends off. So, um, you know, just getting together and working out all the kinks and bugs. Because when we make the switch, I really want it to be seamless. And so do you. So, yep. Um, we're, Hopefully, we'll be. We will definitely reach out to everybody and let you know when that happens. Because uh, the one downside is we won't have a live show anymore. And um, but the flip side of that is hopefully what you do get is a much better product. That's the idea. That's yeah. why we're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that that's coming uh, soon. We don't know how soon couple weeks i'm sorry double we it, it is if there was any way we could take you guys with us we absolutely would and actually there's a possibility no i probably shouldn't have teased that <laughs> we were talking earlier there may be a way yeah i don't know but but uh well if there is we will certainly absolutely to get double and mochi to come with us yeah absolutely um so jerry yeah this you. week we we were also talking, um, we have done now two conspiracy theory episodes, like legit full-on conspiracy theories. 
And the numbers, and we don't like talking numbers. We got away from that a long time ago. But it's hard to not read the data saying that they the people want more of that. Absolutely. Um, think that way, yes. So I think we're going to try to do that once a month from here on out and see how that goes. Um, if it the, continues to go and grow, and me and you both love doing those episodes. Yep. So it may morph into that at some point. But as it is, we're going to try it for once a month. Um, and we're still going to be having some serious topics where we do one topic for the whole show. We got one of those coming up, I think, uh, maybe two over the next little while. Yeah, she's still barking. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Other than like duct taping her, her, her mouth, I just can't. <laughs> that or bring her in and put her in your lap for the rest of the show. Yeah, that's a Ramona weighs like uh, 70 pounds. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> She'd be happy if you did that. Yeah, yeah absolutely she would. Anywho. So we got a anyhow. we got a pretty good show tonight. We got a couple of things that uh, um, are good topics that I wanted to cover. California man, how crazy! So, how much, Jerry? Do you think the, the saying goes that California's politics always spread east? How? Their politics always spreads east. Their policies, the way that California thinks, always I'd spreads east. That. Yeah, and to some degree, it's it's true. Well, they're more progressive, and over oh, absolutely. a long period of time, the country becomes more progressive, yeah. less conservative, a little more progressive. So, I would assume that's the uh, rationale behind it. Well, some of their problems, I could probably do a whole show on California. <laughs> Huh? I think we could do a show every day of the week for a couple of months on California. Yeah. Um, most, one of the most beautiful places in all the world, by hands down, um, has been most of major metropolitan areas in Southern California are completely overrun with homeless population, either because of made homelessness due to high taxes, low wages, not being in home affordability. That's a um, huge part you of know, home affordability. There, there's so many reasons because a lot of homeless people from the Midwest go to California because of the good weather. So they, they're not exposed to the elements. That's a key factor. Um, whatever the reason, the effects are the same. You can't walk. I, I, I saw at least two articles with TV reporters just trying to walk down some of the main streets in Bel Air in some of the neighborhoods where you don't expect that anymore, that are just tent cities right down the street. Um, but that's one part of California. I Go just ahead. Google this. Sure. What would you guess the average rent for an apartment is in San Francisco? For like a one-bedroom, two-bedroom? Average rent. Just average? Average rent. Uh $1,500. Holy buckets. The first entry. That's crazy. Home affordability. You could easily have a couple who were both working full-time jobs, and they could be homeless. Yeah. I, I, you can't, I mean, unless you're lucky and you find something super cheap, unless you have you know, parents who are willing to put you guys up after you're married. How do you, how does a, hey, a Alan, young couple, 
afford $3,300 rent. Right. Not mortgage rent. You know, as a realtor in central Kentucky, a $3,300 house payment gets you the best house in town. (laughs) I'm just saying. Not saying we want all the Californians to move here because what typically happens when, here's an example. When I lived in Idaho, people gave me the cold shoulder until they realized to open my mouth and spoke and they realized, oh, this guy's not from California. If you were from California, they didn't want you there. They didn't want your politics there. I read today and a they were open. custom license plate in Nevada has been revoked because someone complained. And the license plate abbreviated it. But what the license plate said was, go back to CA, go back to California. <laughs> so, Jerry, double ask a good question. What is the average income in California? Just I'll to, look that up in a second. You know the difference between average and median, right? Right. The right. average is thirty-three thirteen for rent. The median rent is three thousand five hundred ninety-five dollars. Thirty-five hundred dollars. Thirty-six hundred dollars. Thirty-six hundred dollars. That's insane. So we want to know the average income. Yeah, the average income. Household. Just, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, just the average household income. Because that'll tell you what you need to know. Well, it's got to be very high. I'm sure. Otherwise, how can you afford to live there? And it's also why there's a ton of people exiting California as well. Absolutely. Taxes, affordability, and everything else. The average annual household income in San Francisco is $178,000. The median is $126,000. Wow. Those numbers. Median means 50% above, 50% below. So, yeah, the average is driven up because it's, you know, very close to Silicon Valley. And uh, there's a ton of people with extremely high incomes. But the median, 50% or below 126000 At 126000 I don't have a clue how you afford $3,600 rent. No, you, you really, that, that's over, I'm trying to do math in my head. That's a bad combination. But Well, you're going back to the, what is it, 2841? which is the uh, percent that they say that your housing should not be above the 28 or housing and all other reoccurring debt should not be above the 41. Right. The debt to income ratio is what we're talking about. Um, And that doesn't include your car. That doesn't include your taxes, your bills, your food, your, your fuel for your vehicle. I mean, that's just $3,500, $3,600 off the top for your place. Yeah. Comparative, Kentucky's uh, average income, I think, the cities bring this up a little bit, um, is somewhere around forty-five to 52000 per year, I think. In Kentucky. Yeah, Jerry, check that for me and see how close I am. Uh, yeah, you're right on it. Median is 55, 4, 54. Average, average is higher, 76000 yeah. per average. And the cities median. bring that up because the population centers in Kentucky – are better off as far as you know we have a lot of space in eastern kentucky but it's very poor but the cities are better populated lexington louisville cincinnati bowling green yeah Yeah. bowling green northern kentucky so um but yeah that's the difference medium rent in kentucky i will tell you at this point probably around a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a month i don't know do you want to google that too our, our people are asking good questions, Jerry. We are purveyors of good information today. Average rent. Let's see. 
calories. Ooh. Average rent in Kentucky is right on what you said. $1,082. That's for a one bedroom. Ooh, yeah. Assuming the 30% rule, you need to make at least 3,600 a month, which is uh, 36, 6, 42, 43,000 a year to be able to afford yeah. Yeah. Long way from San Francisco with its $3,500, $3,600. Also, Mochi, uh, some politicians in Cali tried to get that to pass, and it did not. And I'm pretty sure that it would be marked unconstitutional if they did. She was, at, she was asking, and there was a time not too long ago that some politicians in California were wanting to charge a tax if you were moving out of the state. <laughs> Um, and you would have to pay the tax for you could transfer all your stuff. Uh, There's probably certain ways to do it, but not that way. You yeah. can't just have a tax on yeah. leaving. So, really um, illegal. but anyway, what the way they'll get you is to transfer your driver's license or to you could have excessive fees for that. Yeah, they're they're going to charge you fees to to move that over. That's where they'll get you on that that particular tax. And you know, um, share what Florida's doing, by the way. What you just said reminded me of that. What's that? Certain states give driver's license to illegal immigrants, right? Yeah. They knowingly, willingly, and the ID stipulates that. Florida is passing laws that is not going to recognize those. Really? Which means, and they've already passed it for certain states. I think maybe five, six, seven states. Vermont is one. Uh, and he basically says that that license will not be recognized in the state of Florida and you will be treated as driving with no license. Wow. Yep. I'm sure people will fuss, fight, and argue over that. I think what do you a feel good place about to that? begin. Yeah, I, I don't think that illegal immigrants should have IDs. They, and what DeSantis said, and I'm not a big DeSantis fan, but what he said made perfect sense. These IDs allow you access to a ton of benefits uh, that Americans are entitled to. And it is our belief that you, if you're an illegal immigrant, should not have access to this. And we're not going to be paying for your health care and your blah, blah, blah. So, yes, we do not we do not give and we do not recognize other states who attempt to give these privileges to illegal immigrants. Yeah, I. I I'm really on the fence, not as far as giving from a, how do I put this? It, because I am on the fence about this. First of all, if I were an illegal immigrant, if I were in Guatemala, if I were in Mexico, if I were in any Central American country, and I felt the possibility of, and my family's, you know, starving and, and Terrible, sure. terrible poverty. I could see myself trying to sneak into America. Sure. Well, what does that have to do with this law? Well, that's what I'm getting at. I think, I think that it's a good start, like you said. But the people aren't the people we should be punished. We've got to fix our systems to a make it easier for people to come here legally, to make it more streamlined, not easier. That's probably the wrong term, but 
But to make it more streamlined, you've got people trying to come in the right way that takes five, six, seven, eight years. What do you think our politicians have no interest in doing that? George W. Bush tried, tried hard. Yeah. He was a huge fan yeah. of that. He preached that for eight years and could not get it through Congress. I, Even I, when, for a short period of time, Republicans held both houses as part, both Senate and the House, as well as the White House. He couldn't get it through. I think that it's it's a combination of several things. I think the main thing is, is it is, if you if you listen to either side talk about the other, it's for cheap labor, right? That's why they're trying to get them in. Um, for not just cheap labor, but dependable labor. Right, right. And there, there's that. so many things that Americans will not do anymore. Several years ago, when I was in Virginia, the store that I worked at had to get a new roof put on the tar. It was the hottest summer we'd had in years, uh, and they decided to do it in the middle of the end of July, beginning of August. A local newspaper sense. came and did an article. Uh, on the people that was redoing the roof because it was, you know, a hundred, a hundred and two hundred three several days in that time period. And up there where they're spreading liquid tar, yes. it's 120, 130. It, at and least every single one of them were Hispanic. There was only two or three that spoke English and that was the supervisors. And uh, they were asking, why don't you have any Americans? And the guy laughed and <laughs> said, bring me some that'll do it. Yeah, He said, we hire them all the time. They will not last half a day. Yeah. They leave. They can't. He said they literally cannot do it. They've never been exposed to anything similar that they cannot do it. They've never pushed hay back. They've never stacked hay bales on a wagon. I don't think I'd want to work up there. I know. On that tar roof. I don't disagree. But I think that has a big part to do it. And I think that the other part is um, you create, and I think that that is. If we break it down into red and blue, I think that's the red answer, right? That's the Republican that's answer for reliable, cheap labor. Maybe the blue answer to me is it, the it, answer to why we would do it. Well, why, why there's such an issue against fixing the problems while we're allowing so many illegals to come into our border. But how can that be the Republican answer? That's not their answer to fix it. That's their answer why they don't fix it. They want that cheap, dependable labor with no questions asked. But you're talking about making it even easier no. for them to come over. No, no. I, well, yes. But the Republicans. Okay, now you've got me confused. I had a man. I had a but good point. But you were point. just saying that you believe for those people who have a legitimate right. They've got families that are starving. And then some of these countries, they've yeah. got families who are being raped. And, no, no. I, nobody wants what so, I want. I want you and I think that the problem starts by having a good, easy, dependable way to get into the country. Sure. The but problem being able to is control it as well. What? But still being able to yes, control it. Yes. But what we, you asked the question: Why do you think there's no will in Washington right. to make that happen? That's what I was answering. Because if if they're legal, even though they're here legally. They're going to demand more money than they will if they're illegal. That um, can't be the Republican answer. We want them to work for below minimum wage. No, even that's, if that's what Jerry, they felt, that's not they their answer. It. That's what that's they're really the thinking. Reason that they don't actually fix the damn problem. What about Democrats? Democrats, it's even easier if they're here illegal and we can give them all this benefits. Guess what we're doing? We're creating a whole new class of people we can buy their votes with. Uh, I, I do believe that. that. I don't buy that. Both sides buy votes. Yeah, period. No, I get that. Democrats tend to buy it by saying, we're going to give you 
all these Perks. benefits. Yeah. All How do Republicans benefits. buy votes? Hmm? How do Republicans buy votes? By giving tax credits and all the other tax stuff. cuts. Yeah. We're going to cut your taxes. Yeah. And none of it ever, ever happens. No. No, not, I mean, not to a substantial Doesn't level. Just piss you off. Well, it, about all of them. <laughs> That's but what the, I'm the problem isn't that. The problem is that they, when they're running for office, they feel that they can say anything they want and get away with it. And guess what? We allow it yeah, because we vote them do. in and we don't hold them accountable and they don't do what they said and we don't vote them out. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I just, you know, where did we come? Where did we get <laughs> illegal immigrants? Because that's a whole, Oh, we're talking about California. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole nother problem. They're sanctuary state. I love Here's the one thing I want to say one more thing about illegal immigrants. I really love these cities. And I had a story no, a few don't. weeks back. No, I think listen, it's mean and cruel. Listen, I agree. But listen, I love when when like, the Republicans and Ron DeSantis and me and, and you, Texas. And Texas doing it as well. Hold your feet to the fire. In perfect, I had a story several weeks ago that I was going to cover. We ran out of time. The city of Chicago. Oh, we're a sanctuary city. You you could say you could bring as many and we'll take good care of you. And Texas did. And then, of course, Chicago was like, whoa, what are you doing? And they made a big stink about it because here come busloads of illegals. Well, first of all, it's it probably is probably illegal. And it's also illegal. What they have be. done, what they have done to get most of these to agree to it is to promise them a bunch of crap that they absolutely knew would not happen when yeah. they got there. Otherwise, these people would have not agreed to it and would not have went. Uh, Hello, Carter P. How are you, man? But anyway, that's probably a good segue for you into your uh, topic, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was ultimately getting around to. to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So. um, 35 minutes. We've not even got to (laughs) our first topic. Well, we've been through topics, so that that helps. (laughs) Okay, so we both know that wokeness, for the most part, has has evolved from the big cities, mainly from California. And right, wrong, and different, whether you like it or don't like it, um, or you're all for it or all against it, it's here, okay? It's everywhere you look. It's in advertising. It's in uh, media. It's everywhere. However, However, according to the Washington Examiner, and it's an opinion piece by Tiana Dosher on Thursday. It's one of their writers, I'm sure. They're, writers are upper echelon. Most editorial pieces are written by like management. I, I didn't you know look. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> what she wrote is one of my hot button issues, and it makes me angry. Like, not just angry, like irrationally angry. For anybody, if if I saw someone, you know, I'm pretty pretty chill. If you're on the street and you've got a sign, hey, you know, repent, or hey, gay pride, I'm not going to bother you. I don't care. Do your thing. And I think they have a right to be there. I don't agree with it. Absolutely. They have a right to do it. But if you had a sign supporting this, I'm going to stop and have a conversation. They're right to do that, too. You're absolutely right. And this would be one that I would actually have this conversation on. So the headline is deadbeat dads bailing on child support 
is now considered woke for California activists. And um, the articles, just to tell you where this article comes from, this is a very, I feel, left-leaning article. So the person was agreeing with what they're doing? The very first, I'll let you make the decision, but the very first line in the article is, to make up for slavery, California apparently wants black children to suffer. That's not saying she agrees. <laughs> it almost sounds like, is that a he or she? I couldn't tell by I, the name. I would like, I, it's a they. <laughs> Let's not Spell it for me. I'll look them up. Tiana, T-I-A-N-A, Dosher, D-O-E-S-C-H-E-R. Yeah. I love Google Complete. It knows what the heck you're trying to <laughs> look up. Um, so anyway, the article talks about the whole history of California, how they are currently, there's, there's, uh, San Francisco has a whole panel looking at reparations and blah, 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 but it gets into, um, uh, the article about how that, uh, 18% of all people who owe child support debt in California are black. 18%? Yeah. Um, Wouldn't you, would you not guess that the black population percentage in California is pretty close to that? Yeah. I would. Yeah. Which means it's anything but racist, right? I'll go right. that. Yeah, please do. But I... I <sighs> so... And, and the article goes on. It talks about lots of stuff. It talks about represent. I want to just cut to the chase. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, um, uh, alien, if you are Bigfoot's cousin, if you have a child and you and mom separate, and mom has baby, or dad has baby, the other non-custodial parent is entitled to, and in fact should get, a equal and legal sum of money. It is your responsibility to take care of your child. Yep. I absolutely cannot, for the life of me, I was, um, I have four biological children, one adopted son. My kids always have what they need. Um, whether, whatever the case may be. Did I make, now, full disclosure, if I change jobs and in the process, did I miss a child support payment? Yes. Did it get caught back up? Absolutely. That's not full disclosure. Full disclosure is you raise most of your kids. True. But there was a time that I yes. had to pay child support yes. before that happened. My pay, my bills were paid because I helped create those young, yep. wonderful little angels. And it's my job and my responsibility to take care of them. Um, was it always easy? No. Did you have to live with mom for a while? Yeah. Did you have to do this to make ends meet or work two jobs or do whatever? Yeah. Did it really suck when you got fired or you had to change jobs for whatever reason and your income went down, but your child support didn't? 
Yeah, it absolutely did. But, but the children still have to have a roof over their head. The children absolutely. Still have to eat, no and I'll tell you something else, Jerry, that really makes me mad. I hear it every day. I hear it all the time. And since this is our show and we don't have any filters, I don't care to say it. If you're a dude and you come to me with this, well, I don't know why I got paid child support. Mom just went out and bought a new car with it. Does your child ride in that car? Yeah. Does that does that car get your child to daycare and back safely without the fear of hopefully not breaking down and putting your child in danger? Absolutely. What the hell? <laughs> and the I, same people will be talking about, I don't know why mom doesn't buy my child every toy they want. Right. That's what my money's for. No, your, your money is to put a roof over their head and food on the table. And whatever mom deems it necessary to make sure your child is taken care of. Or dad, listen. Kentucky is so ass backwards, man. I'm just going to tell you, it, it, as, as a single dad in Kentucky who had to go and file paperwork. Now, listen to this, Jerry. It's going to blow you away. This was 10 years ago, all right? So this isn't that long ago. When I went to file paperwork to receive child support on my children, <laughs> all of the paperwork from the state already had mom's name filled in as plaintiff. They had to literally redo a paper just for me to do it. That's how un that's how not very often it was the other way around. Yep. Ridiculous. It's sad, but that you're right. It's sad, but it's they're just so used to ninety nine not ninety nine, I don't know what the percentage is, but the vast percentage of, of people in Kentucky and split families are being raised by mom. So it's very rare that it's the dad. It's absolutely true. And Here's another thing. While we're on the topic, while we're on the topic, we get on this, and this is we're not going to cover anything. I'm sorry, we intended but to. while we're on the topic, no, I agree. Go men got to step up. Yep. Women got to step up. If you if you want to use drugs and have fun and be a party animal, that's great. You have a child. You all you forfeit that right. If the child's in your custody, absolutely doesn't matter. In my opinion. Well, to me, time to if you try up. to do it and the child is in your custody, you should automatically lose custody. It shouldn't be, well, we're going to give you so long to get straightened. I can't. You can't be a parent when you're a drug addict. I absolutely can't tell you, Jerry, how many times judges give opportunities for the mothers to bring this stuff correct. I went to court. Now, yeah. Uh, I went to court with my oldest son five times. Pulled him out of school, went to court. She didn't show up. Oh, well, we'll we'll continue it till the next time. Five times. On the fourth time, I said to the judge, Your Honor, we've been here every time. We've waited in the pews or the, the seats every time. We've been here from the beginning every time. I've had to pull my son out of school every time. We need to make this come to a head. She goes, You know, you're right. We will the very next time. Okay. Go one more time. I've told this story before probably, but I'm going to say it again because it's worth saying. Judges need to come correct. The fifth time we were in court, she didn't show. Imagine that. So um, the judge says, well, I guess we'll continue it. I'm like, I stuck my hand up. I didn't have an attorney. Couldn't afford one. You know. I was like, Your Honor, you said last time we were here that this was getting handled today. 
She looks on her note. She goes, you know what? You're right. I did say that. Let's handle it today. Do we have her phone number? And so the judge put her on speaker, called her, put her on speakerphone. And she answered. She answered. Surprised. Very no, surprised. No one heard him. Very surprised. Judge said, and, and this is when I got a different opinion of the judge. <laughs> because I would never want to be on the other side of this judge. But she said, she calls and she answers and she goes, well, I was on my way. I got a flat tire. She goes, where are you at? She said, you know, she was coming from out of state. I'm not going to go into that, but it was not that far away. She goes, are you going to make it in the next 30 minutes? And she said, no. And she said, okay, fine. You have two choices. Your two choices are this. A, you can relinquish verbally all of your custodial rights to your son. Or option B, I'm sending the state trooper to your location. We're going to arrest you for contempt of court for not showing up for my court trip. I don't want to be arrested. I'll take that as an answer. Click, hung up on her, and that was the end of it. But it was five months to get to that point. You know, if you don't show up for your children on the first month, that should tell you something. The judge that I had during my divorce, and I lived out of state. But Hey, Sue. The judge that I had was, he didn't put up with too much. The first time that I came from Virginia back to Kentucky, <laughs> and uh, she didn't show, and he gave a continuance. And the second time, he started to say the same thing. Well, I guess we'll have to continue it. My attorney stood up and said, Your Honor, my client is a resident of the Commonwealth of Virginia. He manages to drive over 500 miles to get here last time and this time. My question is, how many times is this court going to ask him to make another 500-mile trip when she lives here in town and can't make it? Right. And the judge said, you know what? That's it. The divorce was over that day. So it's not an easy job that judges have, but you're right. They need to stop putting up with so much crap. Yep, yep. So anyway, whew. Sorry, it didn't get me on that tangent. But basically, I don't, you're, you you lose me in your woke ability when we talk about deadbeat dads becoming woke because it's racist. It's not racist. Stupid. Um, it's stupidity. Just to Stop having children. <laughs> just to show how little I know, I said, wasn't that 18% close? It turns out that the black population in California is 6.5%. Wow. Well. Who knew? Not me. No, I didn't either. But, you know, it's, I just, I just, I don't understand how being a deadbeat parent makes you a victim. It doesn't. It makes you an idiot. It makes you, we just started a new program at at my work, my other work, my full-time work, (laughs) all geared to helping fathers who are estranged from their children reconnect or connect for the first time. There's monetary benefits. There's safe, secure places so that the judge's requirements for you to be in a supervised situation to spend with your kids where you can go into a room, there's a video camera, so you're supervised, but you can get in there and spend some alone time and play and whatever you want to do and just get to know and reconnect with your child. It's free. Yep. You know how many calls we've had for that so far? Probably very, very few. How about any. zero? We've had zero. Dudes, step the up. Another thing about 
these guys, and it's why they're not calling to take advantage of this program. Most guys that I talk to who've been through something similar, they have internalized it, and they are blaming the woman. She's stopping me from having a relationship with my child. She's doing this. She's doing that. No matter what the problems are, everyone's got problems in life. Yeah. Find a way, like you said, whether there's a program there to help you in your particular situation or not, find a way to what in life could possibly be more important than the relationship with your own children? Right. When I shared, when I shared this, the the program on Facebook, I said, it is not, you should not be, it is not something to be ashamed of to ask for help. You should be ashamed if you're letting someone else raise your child. Yeah. Period. And you don't have anything to do with them. I mean, the best situations and you see them sometimes you see the memes are where mom and dad have split, they've remarried, and everybody goes to the, the baseball game, and it's fine. They're there because they're adults. Do they like each other? Probably not so much. Do they show that in front of the child? No. Celebrity-wise, what's the biggest example of that of, that you know of and have saw recently? What? What you just described. Oh, easy. Um, Demi Moore, you Bruce Willis. You got it. And um, it's mainly her. Yeah. I give her about 90% of the credit, yeah. but she has been over backwards to make sure that Bruce is still involved they in live the children's together life. Still. No, they don't. They do now. Oh, do they? Demi okay, moved okay. back home because okay. of his, his mental, condition. His mental yes. health. And for like a year, year and a half during COVID, uh, he was at her place or something visiting the kids and he stayed, not his wife, him stayed with her for several months. But they, that group of people, Bruce, his current wife, Demi, I don't think she's remarried, but that entire group has just hey, done Jimmy, an outstandingly good job of putting the children first. Why is she barking? Come on in here. Hey, silly dogs. So, wow, man. California woke, huh? Yeah, sorry, man. I got off on a tangent there. I can't stand people who don't take care of their kids. Just can't. No, I totally agree with you. I, I, I'll have to read that article. I remember you said something about that uh, some of the California activists are trying to claim that it's racist. I would like to know exactly who it is that's saying that it's racist. Yeah, I, and why? I mean, it's not, it's not, in, I am not a big believer that music makes you do anything. Okay. If you, if you listen to a song and go out and shoot somebody, you're an idiot. Okay. I can tell you what the reason for why will be. What's that? Think over the numbers. So if six and a half percent of California is black, yet but 18%, 18% oh, yeah, eighteen percent in other yeah. words, three times the state average that's what they're gonna say. Yeah. Guarantee it. Yeah. Which you know what? You can always find outliers when you wanna if you want to start digging in numbers. You can, that doesn't mean that the policies are wrong. That doesn't mean you have the, the wrong it just means the people rules and regulations. I mean you got a bunch of people who need to get their crap together and absolutely. start doing what they need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. 47 minutes in, Jerry. We've got through half a topic. <laughs> no, 53 minutes in. Oh, well, oh no, no, no. We didn't start exactly on. Yeah. You're right. We didn't let's, start exactly at 730. Let's cool off. Let's listen to Ed Locke for, for a second. second. Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. 
there are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership a reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Well, there you go. Ed Locke. Mr. Locke. Whew. I, uh, I am, uh, I am better now. <laughs> tell us Glad about, tell us about, uh, old books, Jerry. Old books. Yeah, I've got to cover that when it's in the, uh, teaser. <laughs> I'm sure you knew this, but on February 14th, Valentine's Day, 1904, someone checked out a book from the New Bedford Free Public Library. The book was entitled An Elementary Treatise on Electricity, written by James Clark Maxwell. That book was checked out again, as I said, February 14th, 1904. Gosh. That book was returned a few weeks ago. What? It actually wasn't returned directly. The book ended up at a West Virginia library, and they have a person who goes through It's the rare book curator. And as she was going through this set of recently donated books, she found this, and it was plainly marked that it was property of the New Bedford Free Public Library. They have a way, I forget what they put when it, they take the book out of circulation, uh, but anyway was not marked that way so she knew that it still belonged to them she called them and and the book was returned uh back to the massachusetts library 119 years late holy can you buckets. imagine what the so, overdue fee on that would be? <laughs> now obviously there is no overdue fee because the book was donated they don't even know where it came from who had it but yeah Stuart plain was the rare book curator at the west virginia university library that found the book, contacted the Massachusetts New Bedford Free Public Library, and made arrangements to return the, the book. That's insane. <laughs> 119 years later. I'm sure they were holding their breath waiting for that book to be read. Well, I bet that they were just, and, you know, they were on the sidelines waiting. They probably left its spot breath. there. It probably had to dust out their spot for that library book. They said the book was in remarkably good condition. They said, you know, we don't know who had it. They said it must have been kept in a bookcase. It wasn't handled much, but it was in extremely good condition for a book this old. It's insane. Yeah. 119 years. What are the odds? So, Jerry, we were talking about a little while ago, the Ron DeSantis <laughs> thing. It got us off on our illegal alien. Right. Bent. Um, and neither one of us. You know, I'm far more conservative than you are on most issues. Um, more liberal on some, I think. Probably. But um, we both agree. We Neither one of us are excited about a Trump-Biden 
repeat. Not right. <laughs> um, one of the candidates that has always struck out and we, we both really like um, is Joe Manson, Senator Joe Manson from West Virginia. And I wanted to just point out that he is speaking, I think, Monday at a, at a, at a uh, town hall called Common Sense. He'll be talking alongside former Utah Governor John Huntsman, who is a Republican, and No Labels, which is the group that is putting this all together, is kind of looking toward a um, a uh, uh, a unity ticket. One Republican, one Democrat on the ticket. Uh, this has also been floated through some people for Trump if he wants to have a actual chance running to pick up. Uh, 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 Fritz, uh, no, good gravy. Uh, who's the uh, why has my brain stopped working all of a sudden? The uh, Democratic candidate that is trying to challenge Joe Biden, Kennedy, Kennedy, thank you, RFK Jr. RFK Jr. A lot of people have floated that that would be a combo, a unity type ticket that would, that would have Trump? some success. Yeah, that's what I've heard. No, that and or Carrie Lake, but uh. Terry Lake would put him dead in the water, I think. Anywho, um, he's so, pretty out there. I'm surprised he's a Democrat. Who? Uh, Kennedy. Yeah, me too. He's anti-vax. And he's, I, I think he's well. He's very liberal on a lot of social issues, and oh, I think okay. that's what keeps him keeps him in that party. But anyway, Joe Manchin, and that is the kind of the the group that they're thinking. And I, you and I talked a little bit before we came on air. I really hope Joe Manchin decides not to run third party in this particular case, even with an experienced presidential candidate, John Huntsman. He ran the last time, I think, if not the time before last, as a presidential candidate. So he has a little bit of experience. But we both agree that as much as a third or even a fourth party is needed in our country, um, it's just not viable right now. Right now. and. No. Joe Manchin is, I think, if he were to throw his name in the hat, would instantly become a very viable candidate. He's very middle of the road. He is one senator that we've talked in the past that, you know, his first obligation in anything that he considers is, is it going to help West Virginia or hurt West Virginia? And then is it going to help or hurt my country? Regardless of where the idea will come from. With or, a whole lot of common sense wrapped going in the into middle every every bit of that yeah and um so we both talked about that but i just thought it was really neat that his name is being associated with the bipartisan group no labels hence no labels um and their speculation that they could mount and this is not a group that's sitting out there on the sidelines and just making up baloney they have 70 million dollars sitting in the bank ready to go and with the name of Manchin could double that in a few days, I'm sure. Yep. Now, with all that being said, would you care to guess when was the last time that a third party candidate won at least one state? Oh, geez. One state. I don't think it's ever happened, has it? It is. Oh. George Washington was elected president <laughs> as an independent. Okay. He basically was a federalist, but yeah. he ran. So times were very, very different back then. But sure. Back to the question. Last time that a third party candidate won one state. Um, 
man. I'm going to say it was probably before the Republican Party existed. No. no? 55 years ago, in 1968, George Wallace of the American Independent Party. Well, you won Alabama, Mississippi. I'll read it. The last third-party candidate to win a state was George Wallace of the American Independent Party in 1968. It doesn't say. While the last third-party candidate to win more than 5% of the vote was who? Uh, Perot. Ross Perot. Ross Perot, who ran as an independent and is the standard bearer of the Reform Party in 92 and 96, respectively. The closest since was Gary Johnson in 2016, who got 3.3% of the vote. One of those being... One of those was me. Mr. Steve. Yeah, I voted for Gary Johnson. The point is, in today's world, you don't have a chance. Yeah. Too many yeah. of the people, too many voters have become accustomed to pulling the party lever, yeah. or if not the lever. That's done away with most places, unless you have a really old voting machine. But, but they still vote Republican or Democrat. It's something to keep your eyeballs on uh, because, frankly, I'd like to see Manchin in the race, but I'd like to see him in as a Democrat or a Republican. I I, think he would beat the crap out of Biden. I think he would win the election. I absolutely Not Not just was to run. I mean, all the way. (laughs) Um, I just can't see with the videos. And you and I talked a little bit. I think we're finally coming to to, that maybe Biden doesn't run in 2024. The videos for a while. Um, he doesn't. He shouldn't run. No, the mental acuity is not there. The physical acuity is not there. <laughs> he shouldn't run. Um, so let's hope. What else you got, Jerry? Well, I got several, but got time to get to at least one. Okay, make it happen, Captain. A small style handbag that is tinier than a grain of salt sold at auction this past week. You heard me right. A tiny knockoff Louis Vuitton handbag sold for auction earlier this week. The green bag made by the New York-based art collective MSCHF measures in at 657 by 222 by 700 micrometers. Smaller than a grain of sand, and they advertised it as small enough to pass through the eye of a needle. The bag was displayed in Paris earlier this month mounted under a microscope, according to Vogue. Any guess what it brought at auction? Smaller than a (laughs) grain of salt. Literally, I am speechless. Why? (laughs) First of all, why is it created? Supposedly, it was done as a satirical response to fashion designers making women's handbags smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, that was what I read. Okay, so it's going to go for some stupid amount. 50K. $63,750. handbag, smaller than a grain of salt. You know what would happen if I just happened to have $63,000 sitting you around? You would not be spending it I on that. I would not be spending on that, no. But even if I did, I'd lost my mind, and I did. I would lose it as soon as I got home. <clears throat> one more for you, real quick. Sure. It's about as stupid. I've got a good one, too, that I want to This week in Thailand, Burger King introduced a new offering on its menu. Oh. It is a meatless burger that is packed with American cheese. You heard correct. There's no meat. There's no veggies. There's no condiment. There's a bun and 20 slices of cheese. <laughs> That's it. 
Is it melted at least? You know, I was wondering because it can't be totally right. Because right? if it's 20 slices of melted You're cheese, not get it to just goes in it, it just ooze out the yes, side. It would have to. Who the hell eats 20 slices? That'd be like taking a bun and putting an entire pack of craft singles on the bun and eating. And that's a now, 24 here, pack. Here's the weird part. I didn't copy this information, but it gave the price in, I think it's B-A-H-T is the Thailand sure. dollar or whatever. And then for comparison scale, it gave how much that would be equivalent to in Great British pounds. And it compared the price of this, which is on special. It just got introduced. And the price of this sucker, a bun and 20 slices of cheese, is 6 $7. And it compared it to the price of a regular McDonald's or a Burger King hamburger in Thailand. Regular price in American money is like $9. So you can get 20 slices of cheese and for bun. six or a burger for nine. And I wouldn't give you 23 cents for any of it. You're not a big Burger King fan, are you? I'm not a big fast food fan. You and I long talked. I don't see how Burger King or McDonald's or... Especially White Castle. I like White them every Castle once in a while, but they've gotten stupidly are, high on their price. Are experiencing... A good example today, we had Penn Station for lunch at the office. Um, cost, I think my, my whole lunch combo fries and a good quality sandwich was like nine bucks, maybe 11. I think it was 11 for two additional dollars compared to what I would spend at McDonald's. Yep. I got a, a whale of a meal that kept me filled. It was very good. It was fresh. I don't see how they're surviving. We have a local bakery here in town that has an awesome selection of sandwiches heavens to betsy and you and i've talked we order from there often and we've talked about why does someone go to mcdonald's or burger king or white castle and pay the same money when they could be eating this yeah absolutely also maybe a little premature but i'm going to announce it anyway might be having another sponsor coming on board very soon very nice yeah very nice to something totally off the wall something that I hope to get to use to make that happen. So there goes my. So not Stella Rosa, I take it. No, it's not that Stella would, Rosa. Freaking awesome. Way. <laughs> well, yeah, it would should happen now because you can't drink it. That yeah. gives me a bottle every week. <laughs> Anywho, let me finish with this last story, Jerry, and we're going to bring it back here local. So on a trail cam, this beautiful, and maybe you saw the story. Um, the chances of seeing what was seen on a trail cam here in central Kentucky are one in 30,000. And it is really cute in Owensboro, Kentucky. We, they caught on a trail cam, a completely white, white, white tailed deer. Um, She was a doe. She was coming out of a cornfield in Kentucky. If you see a white deer, it is illegal to shoot them. Um, because didn't know that. Yeah, if you shoot them, you are in deep doo doo. Um, because they have no natural defense. They, their camouflage is their natural defense. Um, but the wildlife F, wildlife experts estimate the chances literally one in thirty thousand to see in a completely white deer. And she's cute. She's okay. just she's a yearling at, at best. Probably why she hasn't been photographed before. Yep. So anyway, very nice. Yeah, very nice. I like to end on good notes. The sandwich theory, right? 
Yeah, the sandwich theory. There you go. Just, just, uh, hey, we'll cover that next week. <laughs> Why not? We'll do that next week. But anywho, guys, um, if you're, if you are estranged from your child, get unestranged, whatever it takes. Be a man, be a woman, uh, be a part of their handle life. your business, you know, be adults and be a part of your children's lives. And as always, Jerry, if you can't see the light, be the light. Thanks, guys.